Today we talk with Kath B about her new album, Children Our Voices Intertwined, an ode to the voice of a child on Benny Asking People Questions. Ordinarily, when I introduce my guests, I try to summarise them as an artist, the culmination of their entire career and accomplishments. However, today is a little different. For today's guest's latest release, Children, Our Voices Intertwined, is so moving and such a respectful piece of art for children that I find myself stuck, trapped in the confines of a sentence or two as I try to sum up this album and the artist that has gifted it to all of us. The artist is, of course, Kath B, and I'm afraid that few words, if any, can truly highlight what she has achieved. And I haven't even mentioned her impressive array of awards. But gratefully and entirely graciously, I welcome her here today to share her thoughts and give us a bit more insight into what truly is an entirely respectful piece of <laughs> thing for kids. <laughs> <laughs> That kind of just rolled on. That, that's what happens when you add words in, that when you, you're sort of on a roll. Anyway, Kath, thanks for joining me here today. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure, Benny. It's just so lovely to be here. And what an introduction. Whoa. Yeah, well, no, it's, 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 I must say, just, I, I, I tried to go through your history. I tried to listen to the other albums and the singles and everything. When I say try, I did, but I just got, I got so caught up in this album. I just got, I fell so deeply in love with it that I, it almost just, I don't know. It's almost like I, I physically ran out of time to go back over everything else because I just, it's so moving. It is such a moving album. Um, but before we get into that, look, my job is to celebrate your work, not necessarily to point out any shortcomings. That is, of course, unless a missed opportunity is so great it presents itself as a must to confront. So there's a few. There's one thing I do need to bring up with you, Kath. On your website, you have the opportunity for commissioned work where someone can request a personalised song. And there's a section uh, whereby you offer a bespoke song. Now, I don't want to split hairs here, but it seemed like a really obvious opportunity for bespoke song. <laughs> would you like to be my promotions and marketing manager <laughs> i read through it and i kind of went and, and i'd started listening to the album by this stage and i was like hey this is amazing i went through it and i saw that and i went well that's just obvious isn't it that's just screaming out of me it's a bespoke song right well um, you need to know something um promotion marketing and all that other stuff is not my strong point <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I wouldn't say lyrically is my strong point either, but bespoke seemed like a, you know, yes. but it's a website. Well, I'll go you and can, change that. You can go and change afternoon. it, exactly. I'll yeah. check in within half an hour and see how you yes, go. Yes, okay. <laughs> um, so, look, we, we can't talk about this album unless we do touch on your on your history and all the little bits and pieces that have come first. And we won't go into great detail because I've got so much I want to talk about with the new album. But um, awesome. I just want to talk about this idea. Like there's a lot of stuff that seems to follow your career around the funding and things like this. And I, and I sort of was on that home resource, the learning from home resource through the New Zealand Ministry of Education. And, and it kind of highlights this thing with your country and your government. Is, is, this, is this, 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 using this as an example, is this kind of the support you get as an artist from New Zealand and the respect they have for the music that you're, you create for your genre? Or is this more you hustling for these opportunities? <laughs> You've already said that you're totally inept at, at promoting yourself. So <laughs> does this fall more into the world of just a very supportive government? There's, there's two sides to the story. Yes, we are very lucky that we have um, a supportive government, uh, well, a government that supports the arts. We are very lucky to have that. A lot of people don't. Um, but you do have to hustle to get the funding. And, you know, I've been doing this for nearly 20 years and I've only just started getting funding in the last couple of years. Partly that's because funding applications freaked me out. And every time I started one, I'd, I just go, wah. And part of it's because I've come to learn what I actually want to do. Like before I'd go okay. to fill out a funding application, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll just do this. Maybe I'll do this. But when you have a more firm idea, your application comes out in much 
better. <laughs> yeah, um, right. And last year, of course, because of our lockdown and everything that happened, the government became even more supportive and um, more money was given to artists to help them through that rough time, which is where I got the money to write those 10 songs from. And before we go much further, I do have to mention um, Doug Stenhouse. Yes, because, yeah. he's, he's definitely in there. It's, it's impossible oh. to talk about this album without without getting, getting into Doug and your relationship with him. Um, yep. So, yes, whereas I'm terribly glad you've brought him up, I'm just going to put the brakes on that one for a minute. Yep. And because, um, as I said, I've got about two questions to sum up your previous 20 years. And then I've got about 16 uh, full scap pages to, <laughs> just just on this album with Doug. So, awesome. <laughs> um, well, just just in terms of your career and, and, and knowing more about who you are and what you really want to achieve from the, one, one of the lines that you have in, in, I guess, one of your, your press junkets that go around is, um, she, that would be yourself, loves writing for five to 10 year age group and enjoys the challenge of capturing them all in one hit. How do you cover such a diverse range? Cause that is, that is an enormous range to cover. Like, I mean, it's a bit like talking about music for a two to three year old and then music for a five year old, the, the difference in the sensibilities are, are enormous. And it is the same between a five and 10 year old. I mean, have you, have you hit a sweet spot? Is it, I don't know. How do you, how um, do you feel comfortable in that world? Um, I think it's, to do with knowing kids having been you know performing to them for a very long time and realizing that in, a, in heaps of ways of course there's a massive difference between five and ten year olds but in a lot of ways there also isn't stuck inside and the rain is falling another day on my own feels like i've been here for so long that i'm turning to stone read books played games until the cows come home my little brother wants to play but he is so annoying and i say go away he cries and i realize Ooh. but it, it is a quite a difficult age age range because so many massive doors are opening for the emotional position of a nine, 10 year old, you know, like you really are on that cusp of, of people becoming sort of early or becoming teens and, and, and what, and you know, that, that emotional turmoil that comes along with that age group and the five year olds, which are kind of, I don't know, I guess, I guess uh, it's as complex, but in very much a different sort of tangent. Um, is there an element of you that yeah. you just go, you know what, I'm just putting this together and you're into it or you're not? Uh, yeah. Well, the thing about me is I normally just write a song not really thinking too much about it. <laughs> I normally don't go, um, right, I'll write this, this bit here for the fives and I'll write this bit here for the tens. What happens is a song comes to me and I write it, it comes out. And um, then I think, oh yeah, ten-year-olds are going to dig this. Or I think... Five-year-olds are going to struggle with this bit, but it's something to aspire to, and the ten-year-olds will help them. And also on my gigs, when I've when I've gone around numerous hundreds of schools, I'm always a bit scared. Oh no, the nine and ten-year-olds are they going to think I'm a twit? You know, what am I going to do? And they always there's there's a couple of them who are way too cool, and that's totally. Right. Yeah, my but daughter's the rest one of them. them. Always love it. <laughs> just yeah. bring her in here. I'll win her to each other will be just fine. Because we're all part of the same lifeline. Sisters and brothers, get on with each other. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I've got a friend and my sister and brother. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It's a friendship like no other. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Could be older, could be younger. Ooh, I've got a friend and my sister and brother. Ooh, 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 ooh. I've 
sort of one one quick scoot back in in time. And in 2019, you won. Um, Best children's video for Sprinkle Little Sunshine with Susie Cato. Now that clip is, and the song itself is is extraordinary. I mean, the clip is beautiful. It is mm. such a beautiful clip. And um, even mm. though I have no mm. say That's, in the matter, uh, McGrath. Yeah, even though I have no say in the matter, I would probably have bothered coming over and complained had you not won. Now, is that <laughs> is is that because it is such a step away? I mean that. Like all of us children's performers, there's an element of home, I guess that homemade charm with everything we do because you are sort of trying to provide content. Whereas this was a definite leap into the stratosphere of highly sophisticated animation and things like this. Is this Susie Cato and the association with her or was this just, you know, it was just time, you know, you know what, let's make something special out of this. In that case, to be honest, um, it was to do with Susie. Um, Susie had never written a song before, and so, you know, we we muddled through it together. And She'd never then, written a song before? No. And then uh, she, um, her, she has a production company, so there we have it. And the wonderful Ray McGrath, who is the most incredible, animator and who will be animating the teddy bear team oh, uh, this year um just helped us to create that it was it was um I, i'm not sure how to word it but it was uh synchronicity oh, it, yeah it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful clip now um i am jumping around doing all these random questions it's somehow mm. I'm, I'm making some it. i'm making some desperate attempt to congeal your previous 20 years into into three questions but you know what let's just shed it and let's just get on to why we're here and that is about yep. our voices intertwined um this album is is truly a triumph in all the senses it, it is it's an amazing feat it really is and I think and and weirdly not because of the circumstances for me personally I mean ordinarily you'd sort of go okay it's funding there's a there's a you know there's a there's a thing around COVID and being at home and the fear that children might be going through and let's respond to that but it's not even that for me which makes this album so powerful um it's just the fact that these children are in it and it's their voices is this um had this album been mulling about in your head for quite a while and this was just the ultimate time to bring it out or was this really a case of being spawned from the circumstances because there's some things in there that i just think I don't. I don't believe you just wake up in the morning and go, "Hey, this is a song about." I believe that a lot of those things are floating around in your mind anyway. So, was it a real, genuine respond to what was happening around you, or has some of this stuff been lurking about for a bit? No, it was a genuine response to what was happening. I, I um, asked for ideas from the kids and the families on my social media and I got all these ideas given to me and from that I chose the nine of the ideas. One of the ideas I had had a long time ago um, but the rest were from those ideas and um, yes it's the first time I've been paid in a way to write songs mm. which was amazing and Doug of course produced all the instrumentation with funding but from there it was all a, a labor of love so all the mm. organizing of the children and the um all the mixing and mastering Doug's done since has been a labor of love yeah Doug so Doug's what is Doug's relationship with you because I mean obviously he's he's an enormous part of this and I can hear him being an enormous part in this but how how did you two meet and how did he <laughs> come to be part of this or I mean is he your regular yeah I don't know how did, how, did, yeah. how did he fit in with the process we actually tried to remember how we met we couldn't remember but it was something to do <laughs> with our local um, school of music here somehow we met via that a few years back and then Doug has done some uh, instrumentation for me and production for me before um, I have no production or instru instrumentation <laughs> I mean I can play guitar and ukulele but otherwise I've got no experience with that um, so I have to get other people to do the production for me and Doug's 
skills and talent and endless patience and um, just what he can achieve from from his um, <laughs> from a keyboard or whatever it is, <laughs> is um, <laughs> incredible. And I knew that this album was going to be one that needed, you know, so many different genres and, and mm. ideas that he would be the one to work with. So, yeah. It started with the creaking of the floorboards Just after I had heard the squeaky door And suddenly I felt a little dizzy Cause I wasn't in the attic anymore it all began I realised quickly, quite early on, that I was not going to have any clue what style of song was coming next. And I relaxed into that after the third song. I went, okay, that's what I, that's great. I can stop thinking so hard about it now. Um, was there any, was there anything, like, did you really just give Doug fairly, you know, just a lot of freedom and just go, hey, mate, here's the backbone of it, knock yourself out, whatever you hand back, you hand back. Or were you still there touring and throwing a lot? Because you are also in a situation when you are locked down at home, it's a very strange time. So you actually have a luxury, don't you? Because you're not touring. A lot of that is absent. So, yep. yeah. Um, I was kind of, um, what would happen would be that I looked at the list of things. And as I say, it just something happened. And I was like, oh, sisters and brothers. Yeah, they can be friends. And then... I picked up my guitar and I, I wrote something basic on it and then I sent it off to Doug and I said, oh, this would be cool with some guitar. Let's make it a sort of a pop song. So as far as I, I sort of co-produced, I suppose, mm. but uh, he does all the cool stuff and then he brings it back to me and I'll go, oh, let's put a so-and-so in there or yeah. can we do this? That's, a, that's a bit 80s, Doug. Can we <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, sometimes I had to really pull him back. He's one of these people that goes off on tangents. <laughs> You can really hear it, though. I mean, I, I think that was what 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 really stood out to me in the album is 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 it, it, you know everyone everyone kind of assumes they have lots of different styles within an album, and then when you listen back objectively, you can hear those styles sort of chop and change a bit. But then occasionally you do come across a piece of work that you just go, okay, this is someone who really can truly cross pollinate through all these kind of musical understandings. Um, and 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 this album is is that there was real it it didn't feel i guess it didn't feel contrived or forced in any way at all like it really just felt like very natural not nah, this is what this song is that's what this and like nothing was forced did it feel that way to you I or so, did you I am so happy to hear you say that because um you know, there were times when we were doing them individually and um, I was like, whoa, this is just so left field. Like, how's this going to work? And then <laughs> and then it wasn't till recently when I, when I actually was listening to the album and I was messaging Doug going, oh, my gosh, Doug, this is <laughs> awesome. <laughs> if we don't say so ourselves. And he's the same. He's like, this is an awesome album. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, I, I will try to not say it too much, but it really is. My... my Lord, it is an extraordinary album. But I guess I guess the thing about having so many different genres is because you are a person of singles. I mean, I was looking through your back catalogue and like 2013 is sort of when you stopped releasing albums and then there's just single, 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 <laughs> single. And that is the world we're in nowadays. Yeah. And I guess it doesn't matter. You can bring out an album of 40 songs and none of them sound like the one before it. Mm. No one's really listening to an album anymore, are they? I mean, it's not that they're not sorry. That's not to say that it's it's disappeared. But you you have established this really concrete career of these repeated singles. So, you know, yeah. it was almost like well, the album was was always going to be was always going to feel like a bunch of standalone singles. Well, it was we tossed up what to do because we wanted to release it as an album, like a vinyl album. But then we were like, who's going to buy it? So, um, and it's so expensive to produce. We've got, yeah, we haven't so got that true. money. So, but we really thought because it was kind of a concept album, we wanted people to listen from start to finish. Mm. But the other side of it is it something to do with the Spotify playlisting, which is why I decided to, you know, single them all out. But uh, yeah. it's going to come together as an album in the end, and then it'll have another life. Today I am the sun. Shining bright 
welcoming everyone that passes by. I welcome in glow all over my face. Today I'm the sun. You received the funding from Create New Zealand for this, um, as you mentioned before. Um, and it was sort of more or less, you know, it existed through the result of the pandemic, but you also needed to complete it by the end of 2020. That was kind of the guidelines of the funding, which is the flip side to funding, isn't it? It actually says, well, you've got a deadline and you've got to do this. I mean, this is an enormously produced album. You just mentioned before getting all the children. I mean, was it was there... Was there a lot of pressure on getting this done? Because the other thing is you don't, you more or less couldn't take kids into a studio as well. I'm guessing, I'm only going by my own experience. Was it pretty tricky to get it in on time? Um, No, because the the reason I applied for the funding and knew that I had to have it done at a certain time was that I could write the songs and Doug could produce the instrumentation. That was all the funding required. Mm. And then after that, we were going to record all the kids when we could, and that's how it worked out, and that's what we did. So, yeah, right. the actual full album didn't get done till this year, but the instrumentation and the songwriting got finished by the right. end and, of October. And, and that was the only um, definition of the grant, was at yep. least that, that that portion of it had to be complete. Yep. Well, then let's, let's go on to the actual songs themselves. I mean, um, obviously... Having children in your music isn't an entirely new concept for you. They do drift in and out of a lot of your previous work. But why was it so important in this particular instance to have it all children's voices? I mean, it seems pretty obvious as a listener, but in your words, why why was it important? Yeah. Uh, because the ideas came to me from children. And so to me, there was just no doubt that they all had to be sung by children because the ideas that came were being felt by all children around the world, not just the ones that gave me the ideas. So, um, yeah, I thought the only way to get the, the whole concept of it all is to have children singing them. Streets are empty, no cars. Everybody's inside. It feels different in my neighborhood. Like we've all found a place to hide So quiet Okay, well, let, let's talk about this idea about, um, you know, ex- what you expected from the songs when you got them back from Doug. And, and I guess one of the things that really leapt out at me was the song, uh, well, all of them did, but the one thing was the So Quiet. Um, it's such an astute song and it sums up the idea of lockdown really beautifully and uniquely. I think I think we've been inundated with... Um, the world has been inundated with answers to the pandemic, but it was really strange. It was like listening to So Quiet. I was kind of like, I've, I've never, it's the first time I've ever really understood it from a child's perspective. It was really strange and incredibly haunting. Was that, do, do you remember getting that back from Doug for the first time? But it's also very simple. I mean, um, I actually composed that one on the piano. Well, not as you hear it now, because I don't really play the piano. But uh, <laughs> I composed I it. use triads <laughs> to punch out <laughs> a melody. <laughs> um, so I had a totally different rhythm uh, going on, which I loved myself. And But, but we couldn't. And then I tried to get my my great nephew to sing it, but it was too hard for him to sing. And then someone else gave it a go, and they couldn't do it. And then... I had a go and even I was like, oh, this is horrid. We can't put my voice on this. <laughs> so then, um, yeah, it was tough. But then, oh, actually, I got mixed up. That was a different song. <laughs> was Great story, me. though. Amazing, amazing story. <laughs> <laughs> no, so quiet. I, I, yes, I, how did it go? Oh, yes, but I did have a different rhythm. I had... Ching, ching. Anyway, um, Doug 
in the end, we just couldn't be happy with the song. We were, I was going, I'm not feeling anything. I just don't feel it. And he's like, okay, I'll have another play around. And then he came back with the piano as you hear it now. And I said, that's it. It gave me goosebumps. He said the rhythm just needed, the rhythm wasn't working. So yeah, that's, that's where he's more clever than me. Who's the particular child singing on that song? Her name is Asha Trill. She is 14, 15. And, um, yeah, her mum takes various school choirs here. And um, she is just a beautiful soul, Asha. The children are incredibly accomplished on this album. I mean, they're all extraordinary singers. And and I, it was kind of funny. There's that real musical theatre element to them because they kind of really sounded like really, in, all of them, really intimate conversation. But then I would sort of stop and go, but you're actually pitch perfect as well, even though, like, they're just incredibly accomplished singers. I mean, do you just have, you know, are your friend's children <laughs> just extraordinary at this? Or did you actually, where did you go? Where, where did you go? And where did you find these children, Kath? <laughs> For the love of God. Um, well, some of them I knew could sing already. <laughs> Some of them I, um, you know, a couple I've just bumped into who've said, if you ever want a song sung, you know, so-and-so would love to sing it over the time that I've been doing this. But I think... But and, I think... oh, I found one at a mus- at musical theatre. I went to a show called... It was a Shrek show put on by our youth theatre company here. And Devin, who does two of the songs on the album, he... I saw him being donkey... And I was like, that boy is going to be on my next album. Uh, of, of course, because that's the benchmark for any um, quality <laughs> performer, isn't it? My goodness, yeah. you were a great donkey. Um, well, if, we're, if we're talking about children, the, the voices, I mean, I can't. I, I got to Amani J and oh, yeah. that was kind of the end of it for me. I was, I was ready to digitally throw the album in the bin because I couldn't cope with it anymore. It was just too, too <laughs> extraordinary. Um, <laughs> that yeah. song, that song is extraordinary. That song, I mean, and that song was one of the, one of the songs I really went, oh my goodness, this almost transcends entirely out of children's world. And it's mm. just, you know, it's a very bluesy and it's, it's an incredible song. I mean, did that, surely that must have had a very different final take to what you imagined when you first, I guess, penned it out. That song, actually, I had written a year or so before um, to sing at a Kai Fest here, which is a food festival, um, because the theme of it was community. And so I thought, oh, I need to write a song for this Kai Fest, and I wrote that song, and I got my friend Dean who speaks Māori to help me with the, the part that is written in Te Reo Māori. And um, so, yeah, and her voice, like same, I'm a bit blown away now. It's one of yeah. my favourites. It's so beautiful. Well, I couldn't, I just couldn't accept the fact that she wasn't already somebody out there. So I immediately Googled her and found her because I just, it was just too, like, it felt like, you know, she was about four, five, six generations old, you know, like it was such an extraordinary thing. No matter where you come from, no matter what the season, no matter your religion, no matter what the reason, no matter. one line in that song in particular which I think doesn't necessarily sum up your music but feels like it sums up you um, 
and it's kind of the one line of the whole album I really zoned in on it where it says no matter if your guitar's strung with fishing line or Martin strings um, and the reason why it stood out to me is, is, is it's kind of through this whole album and I guess also through your previous work as well this is what music is to you isn't it it's an incredibly universal thing and it and and I don't know it's very cliche to say that it bonds us all together but of all the of all the rhyming that's going on in that song it seemed like it just was not a happy accident to have such a specific line not that any line is an accident but a, but it feels like you really do believe in that connection that is a much richer, deeper, richer connection than language or anything, you know. Yeah, it's it's to do with music for sure because you know references obviously guitar strings and Martin strings being one of the top quality strings and fishing line being what somebody may string with when they don't have anything else. Mm. So, um, but it was more about um, us as human beings. Martin strings, or whether you string your, you know, ukulele with fishing line, it's um, it's we're all in this game together, you know. Back to this idea of you know, if we look at this sort of we're all in this together and things and this and this is there's a couple of topics you've touched on in the past which seem to come up several times in this album and it's this idea of being okay to sit in your moods um, and a really good example of that is uncertainty. Um, it's an interesting song because it's it's not. I don't even think it's about uncertainty, but rather about acknowledging and living with emotions. Um, and it's a little bit like today, I'm the sun as well. It's about acknowledging all these different parts of us. Um, is that, cause you, you re, I, I feel like that that's a recurring theme through all your music, not, not overtly, but it feels like it crops up again and again. Is this, um, why why is it important to you i mean is it is this something that you have felt you've kind of matured into yourself have you seen it in children um or do you just really believe in it and it's just a message you can't help but that let out this idea that it's okay to feel whatever you feel and and you know yeah i think um it's probably it's must be deep set down in me somewhere that um you know uh that if we all felt what we what we actually felt, if we all showed the emotions that we actually feel, if we were all behaving like we're ourselves and we're comfortable with that, there would be a lot less trouble around the place, I feel. Mm, mm. And, um, you know, it, it's very important for me, to me, that kids... Um, feel comfortable in their own skin no matter what happens to them or not happens to them but no matter how um, they're feeling I don't want them to think oh I'm angry that must be a bad emotion or you know um, mm. it's not right to show this or you know I just want them to feel okay basically all my songs or a lot of them are just about feeling okay and other people feel the same yeah, well, I think it's really summed up beautifully and I want to scream because what I, what I love about this song, well, what I love about it is there's no resolve and I think it's really important. There's no actual, I mean, the song is just about how crap the day is and how crappy everything's going. And what I love most about that song is I got to the end and went, yeah, there's no solution. You just, the only solution is let's try again tomorrow and see if tomorrow's any yeah. better. And I thought that was really surprisingly poignant and <laughs> surprisingly poignant. That's no disrespect to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like it, it's not, you know, we're so accustomed to trying to supply a solution to children that I think what made this so powerful is just there is no solution and, and stop needing to find one. The solution might just be about 
really engaging with how crappy this moment is mm. and try well, again I'll sum tomorrow. Up, Benny. You, you are amazing. You're summing all these songs up so beautifully. Thank you. Um, funnily enough, when, when, um, when we were talking about this, I think a lot of my inspiration comes because I have a daughter. She's 31. But I think over the years, a lot of the things that, um, you know, she's grown up how she's become or what she's done in her when she was little and everything have all all seep into my song somehow mm. without really even me knowing it and when you said that when my daughter was young she screamed when she was frustrated she screamed and then she'd run into the bedroom slam the door and two minutes later she'd be out normal yeah. and um although i found it difficult in supermarkets <laughs> And malls. <laughs> um, it's actually a great way of getting rid of what it is and then go, oh, yeah, oh, well, now we'll move on. So I hadn't thought about it relating to my specific experiences and my daughters, but uh, she doesn't do that now. <laughs> yeah. it's uh, Well, I mean, she probably just does. She's just learnt the etiquette of not doing it in a supermarket. talk about emotions even even in i guess in a more woke society we still anger is something we are really ashamed of anger is something we are really fearful of and we're really scared to respond to and you know we, we're taught we're taught we're taught that some emotions are not wrong but some emotions are about how well you diffuse them. Whereas I guess particularly with something like anger, the more you diffuse the anger, the, the bigger the anger gets until eventually right. it's got to explode. And, um, yeah. and, I, and I really, and particularly as a, as a teacher, you know, I, I, I loved just I want to scream because I just, I was like, yeah, there's just no answer to it. And stop looking for an answer because the answer is is right there. The answer is I'm feeling like this. That's the answer. And the solution is to sit there and say, I feel yeah. like this right now. Um, I listen mm. I listen to it and quite I think a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because um, I mean I yeah, anger wasn't something we were sort of was okay in our, you know, no. upbringing. And um, if I ever, I remember I used to, if I couldn't have a ride on one of the um, little toys outside the shops when I was little, I used oh, to yeah. lie down and kick my legs and stuff. Well, my mother did not. And, um, and she was an awesome mum, but that was, you know, imagine how embarrassed she was. So <laughs> we quickly learned not to do things like that. I don't know how it's affected me now, but... <laughs> Comes out my songwriting. Yeah, and the way it's affected you now is you just walk out of the shop and go, I'm going on that toy now. I'm going on that little ride out the front of the supermarket. <laughs> and you know what? That's no so one's going to stop me. <laughs> and I'm going to go get a 500-gram uh, bag of sugar and I'm going to sit in it and I'm just going to eat the yes. sugar and go on that ride. Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. uh, what was it like handing the songs over to children? Like how did it how did it feel? Because I mean, you, you sort of touched on it with the the, the uh, quiet song, but like you're saying, it's it's. I think there's something really quite tricky in in writing a song yourself and then going, okay, I'm now gonna because they're gonna bring their own thing to it inevitably. Was it easy for you, or that is was, a great question? Was the mission stronger than anything like that? Uh, it's a really pertinent question because um, you don't like I've, children. Yeah, <laughs> horrible beasts. <laughs> no, 
No, no, I hadn't thought about it at all. I just knew that that was what was going to happen. And so as some of the songs came back, um, I was like, oh, oh, that's not how I would have sung it. You know, and it was actually strange. But, and also um, a friend of mine who does not have children but has been a fan of my music for a long time asked me to send that song with my vocals because I, I did record guide vocals for everybody. Mm. And she said, you know how I feel ripped off when you're not singing your own songs. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I listened to it because I hadn't, I hadn't listened to myself singing it kind of thing. And I thought, oh, I quite like it. Maybe I'll put out some Kath's mixes of these songs. <laughs> um, because actually the, the feel of it was different. Mm. So it was very interesting. And I'd, I hadn't sort of thought about it before until I heard it last night it was mm. and I thought right that's how I had put it across as a writer in my with my voice mm. yeah interesting well I think um I, I do like I mean obviously I'm, I'm I would it would be amazing to hear you sing them but I but I think just sort of falling back on the idea that the children sing them I, I I almost don't know how it can work without children singing it. I think I think a yeah. really good example of that is learning new things. It's such a mm. beautifully triumphant song because there's something there's something really um, powerful about landing on just simply saying learning new things, and it's you just saying it. But the, but the child, you're just getting things that only a child would ever really say. And I think and I think we often forget. I used to have this sort of constant discussion with people, particularly people that make ch children's television and say, children love watching children. I, I think we really yep. misunderstand how much children love watching children because you can do your best, but you will never have the language that a child has. You will never have the sensibilities that a child has. You'll come really close, but two four-year-olds talking will never be the same as a four-year-old and an adult. And no. there's just... and. You know, I think, um, and that song itself is just a really beautiful example of just, you know, I think you in the background just going, learning new things, learning new things. I, I, it is so beautiful because then what you have is this child over the top going, this is what I did, this is what I did, this is what I did, this is what I did. And I just don't think they could be presented in any other way because a child hears another child and instantly connects immediately yep. irrespective of what's being said and i think you'd almost i don't know i think i think for some of the songs yeah i think it would detract from the power of them and, and just fyi yep. that learning new things um the fade out it just couldn't have ended any other way it's just beautiful it's just endless it's an endless cycle <laughs> of just learning new stuff i'm a pretty big fan of this album gath i don't know if you're <laughs> not sure Thank if you've picked you so up on much that. I just, oh, I did, and I thank you so much. It's making me feel so happy and good. Um, that song, I have no idea how that one came out of me, but um, and layering the harmonies and all that, and uh, then I just thought, I know what needs to happen. Some child needs to talk about what they learned, and we wanted to get it without staging it, so going, okay, yeah. we're going to ask you what you learned, and so Doug got his small daughter who was probably four and that's her right through but it sounds like different kids each time mm. and um, she just said what she learned and it was just so perfect mm. and definitely I could not do that as an adult so it's yeah I learned to speak some Pereo Maori Now I know how to make cocoa drinks
Now, I've only, just on this album, I've only got another 643 questions. So we'll, awesome. Um, I've got so another we'll, half hour. <laughs> so we'll just, but I'll wrap it up to just a few more. Um, no, I really could just talk about it forever, but um, let's let's not. Um, uh, the Teddy Bear team, which you said you'll be making a clip to, which I'm very happy because I kind of, uh, even though I wouldn't necessarily put it up there as my favourite song on the album, it feels like it's the most relevant song on the album. And obviously it's relevant because it, it responds incredibly specifically to a moment in time during the, the pandemic. Um, was, was that one actually a little bit, not harder to write, but I guess the rest of the album felt like a response to just children or as this one felt like a thing like, Okay, how do I actually place it in the context of now? Or uh, or like the, or did it fall out of you? I mean, like how? Yeah, it fell out of me. So um, all of the songs were written in response to the lockdown and COVID nineteen and the feelings surrounded by that situation as far as kids were concerned. And, um, but I wanted each song to stand alone so that it didn't specifically relate to that time. So that after two years, no one wanted to listen to it because they're like, oh, it's only relating to COVID. We don't want to listen to that. So that song though, of course, relates specifically to the time. And to make it different, I thought, well, I'll, I'll write it from the teddy bear's point of view because that's different than just the, the kid's point of view. And and I like writing all sorts of different songs. And I thought this has to be a song that kids could perform on the stage. So that's why it sounds a little bit more like you would find yeah. in a musical or something. Yeah. How are you going to take this to the stage? What do you do? I mean, how big's your tour bus? <laughs> it would be awesome to take. Me and Doug have talked about writing a wee musical to go around all these songs. And it, that would ultimately be amazing to do. And I don't know. At the moment, we've just gone into another lockdown. So, you know, yeah. who knows what's going to happen. The next. short answer to that is I have no idea. Um, <laughs> next question would be great. Good Thanks, question. Ben. Question 622. <laughs> okay, so this is my last question. I was just listening to some of the back catalogue and just sort of um, going through it. And I was listening to Just Chillin' in 2013 and the song Enchanted Forest. And there's this really beautiful line in it that says, what can you hear? Secrets from nowhere. And that to me is this album. And, and I mean this album, um, the, the, the one that we're currently talking about, which I just had to scroll up and remember the name. Um, that to me is is children, um, our voices intertwined, which I think is a combination of all your work, is this idea that Secrets from Nowhere, on this occasion, it's it's children. It's like being let into the minds of children and finding out the way children perceive and speak about things that... They are just like these incredible secrets that we're waiting to understand again. First of all, thank you for picking out a line in one of my songs. It's, it's, I kind of try to pry, I pride myself on writing good lyrics. And when someone actually picks out a specific line, it's very heartwarming and makes me want to cry, actually. So thank you. That's all right. I can edit this out so you can cry. <laughs> Knock yourself out. Please don't. Um, I'm, I think I'm incredibly lucky. I think I'm relatively intuitive or something. And when I actually sit down to write a song or write a song when I'm driving or whatever, whatever it happens, I seem to be able to uh, zoom myself into, the, into being a child or the life of a child. And I think to myself, what would I want to know or what would I want to have told to me in a song or and then I it just comes out so that's yeah how it just seems to I don't know it comes from somewhere different <laughs> yeah. yeah it's it's you know I, I think it's it's a real it's a real gift but it's um 
Yeah, and I, and I, and it goes back to what I was saying about this album. As I, as I just think this album is so truly the voice of of children, and for the lack of going on too much, I'll just say thanks. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just I found myself again going, oh God, just stop, stop, and back away. <laughs> um, Please don't. Yeah. <laughs> Kath, it's been, it's really been a genuine pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for your work. Thank you so much for this album. Thank you so much for this album. And thank you, I guess, more than anything, I really, it means a great deal that immediately when this interview's finished, you'll go onto your website and change Bespoke to Bespoke. <laughs> um, just so that I can look back and go, I had, I played even a small part I played a part in your career. Um, no, it's, it's been amazing. And I really appreciate you taking the time and filling us in on the work that you and Doug have achieved through this album. And, you know, hopefully let's do it again. And I will leave this album out because there's so much more to talk about with you. And um, it's, I'm assuming from your perspective, it's almost a shame that I, I drilled it all down to the process of being stuck at home and making an album. Um but yes, it's been it's, a it's been a real treat. Thank you. Oh well, thank you. It's been awesome too. Um, well, it's made me get a bigger head. <laughs> well, that's it's given me goosebumps. It's yeah. taken me on an emotional ride during this, <laughs> and uh, I thank you for taking the time to really listen. And um, yeah, you've captured everything that I wanted people to capture. So thank you. And Doug. Oh, and yeah. I both wanted people to catch, capture. Yeah. My pleasure. And um, we'll speak soon. Awesome. If you'd like to know more about Kath and her extensive career, then head along to www.kathb.nz. And, of course, for more Benny Time goodness, head along to www.bennytime.com. Thanks for listening to me, Benny, asking Kath questions. Yeah.